listeners to this episode of our book talk, we are going to be talking exclusively about books, even though our podcast is called We're Watching. <laughs> Sometimes we watch books, and that's called reading. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm going to tell that to somebody next time. I'm watching this book. <laughs> I'm just going to be like, what? The The thing is, I say such weird things. I just say so many weird things anyway. I'm sure they'll just take it in stride. (laughs) So I guess we'll we'll mostly be talking about book recommendations. So like what Alexi and I have been reading, what we've been liking, uh, anything recent or past. We're not really limited to anything because this is our show. This is in fact our show. We both have a good read. So if you want to keep up with us as we read... Uh, you're welcome to at least follow mine. What's are you comfortable with that? Yeah, I'm totally fine with that. It'll only really reflect my current Kindle books, but mm-hmm. it will. Um, I can try and update it with all of my paperback books. Um, but the one thing you should probably know about me is that I'm a huge lit nerd, not in like a cutesy way like Abby is, where she works in a library and you know, is going to be well-educated. I'm of the vein where, not that I'm not well-educated, but like I am of the vein of I will consume four novels in a weekend and they will be like everything from a horror novel to a like classic to a thriller to something almost exclusively always uh, from the YA genre, but you know, go figure. I exclusively Um, spent the entire month of July reading Smut. (laughs) yes because i was in such a reading slump and i was like you know what gets me out of a slump smut you gotta read the ice planet barbarian series for the love of fucking god everybody needs to read that series it's so good (laughs) i need to i need to get into it i just like i have so many books on my qbr list it's actually embarrassing um and after, after Sean died, I like didn't read a whole bunch because I kept mm-hmm. reading books and then somebody would die and then mm-hmm. I'd be like thrown into a sadness spiral. So I have to like circle back around. Oh yeah. Not a good time yeah. for reading. But yeah, I explained no. experience. If you're in a reading slump, those books, you can finish it within two, three hours. And then you're on to the next one. And they're all free on Kindle Unlimited. Like there's no stopping oh, well, <laughs> I was gonna say you sold me when you said it's free on Kindle Unlimited. That was it. That was that was it. Even though I'm a librarian, I am a sellout, and I do have Kindle Kindle Unlimited because there's a lot of stuff that we don't have at the library. And then it's a huge waiting list on Overdrive for other library stuff. So I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I mean, I love my Kindle Unlimited. I would never say disparaging things about it because I, I love it so much and a lot of the time I can get short stories and things for for free and yeah. I love that I mean not theoretically for free and we do pay you know we do pay that monthly fee but um for those of us who consume novels like candy it is incredibly lucrative it is nice there's a lot of like popular stuff that's available unlimited and you're like oh I can read this book right yeah um I was able to download half of the Harry Potter series because they're my comfort novels when I went to China because Kindle was the only thing that I was able to use. Like 
even though I, I downloaded all of the apps that were supposedly able to work to stream movies and things in China, they still didn't work. And um, yeah, that was like a, very upsetting for me. So those of you who don't know, I have severe anxiety. And um, but to, to be able to turn my brain off to go to sleep, I usually watch something until I fall asleep. Um, or in, in this case, it was read Harry Potter novels until I fell asleep. You know, I feel like that's kind um, of the best series that you can read when you're tra traveling. Because you're like, man, I just need to escape from the craziness. And especially yeah. when you have anxiety, you're like, this is my comfort novel. <laughs> I can control it. I need to feel, yeah, I need to feel joy and safety. And that is Harry Potter. Good triumphs over evil. It's all wrapped up in a neat bow at the end, even though Voldemort's still technically alive through <laughs> most of the books. Spoiler alert. Um, still, you know, it's all's well that ends well. Yeah. Scott just posted in our Twilight Discord chat an LA Times article that's titled When Twilight Fandom Becomes an Addiction. And it definitely reads as like, stop reading Twilight. I'm like, no, you cannot stop me from reading Twilight. Again, comfort <laughs> novel. Is it good? No. Is it well written? No. I will read that shit because my book is falling apart. <laughs> yeah. Do I love it? Yes, I do. Absolutely. Yes, I fucking do. I, I love this book series. <laughs> I do too. It's embarrassing and gross, but I, I love it. Yeah, this article's stupid and I hate it. Let's kill it with fire. I feel like Scott would do that just to be inflammatory. He'd just be like, here's this inflammatory uh, information. Have, take, take of it what you will. We've already had to ban two guys from the D Twilight Discord because they were being trolls. And we're like, no, you cannot, you can make fun of it, but you can't be a disparaging troll about it. This is why we can't have nice things. Exactly. So what have you been reading lately? Tell, me, fire. tell me your books. Well, yes. So over the summer and into the fall, I have gone wild with a lot of books. So I'm rereading, wait for it, <laughs> rereading Zombies versus Unicorns, <laughs> which is an anthology. <laughs> so, I know, don't judge me. It, um, it's an anthology series um, that is teen, you're either teen unicorn, so unicorns versus zombies, you're either teen unicorn or teen zombie, and you chose ahead of time. And you, they, so it was um, a bunch of like really famous YA authors. So um, I saw Holly I bought it. Because, <laughs> yep. So teen unicorn is headed up by Holly Black. Um, and Teen Zombie is headed by Justine Larvalesier. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if that's how you say her last name. So if I butchered it, my bad. I've never heard of her. <laughs> um, but I obviously, so um, I picked it up because I saw Garth Nix's name on it. Um, yep. And Libba Bray's name. Like those are the two that stood out to me. So I was like, oh, I love all of their novels. I remember like, when we were like, obsessed with the... Um... Great and Terrible Beauty series. Oh, you were all so fucking good. Okay, I was thinking about it the other day, and now I think I'm going to reread the series. Should we do a book club of rereading? <laughs> uh, we 100% should, but I was also like, I'm not sad anymore, and I'm like, 
feeling all the love. So I guess I'll like feel back at you with a love story. Don't look at me like that. Okay. <laughs> I shouldn't have said it. I shouldn't have said anything. I hate, I hate myself. Um, anyway, so um, the, some of the famous names on Team Unicorn were obviously Holly Black, Garth Nix, Meg Cabot, and Diana Peterfriend. Um, Very and then, yeah. And then Team Zombie is Libba Bray, Cassandra Clare, Maureen Johnson, Scott Westerfeld, and Carrie Ryan. There are, there are four other names that I don't know. Kathleen Dewey, Margot Lanag- Lanigan, Naomi Novik, Alaya Dawn Johnson. And those are names I don't really recognize or, or I didn't at the time and I still don't. Um, the others I've read at least several of their novels so and are the stories um, about unicorns and if you love yes so teen unicorn is like like wrote stories about unicorns and teen zombie wrote stories about zombies and it was essentially like not a fight but like kind of a fight (laughs) um it was essentially like which is better and um yeah it it was great it was honestly it it's great um I just love so many of the stories. I love so many of the stories. <laughs> That's a good cast. They're just, oh God, yeah, it is such a good cast. Um, but good cast of characters, so good. So, um, yeah, and they'll like, they'll do an intro. So before each short story, they'll like, tell you who wrote it what the title of the short story is and then there's like an intro from both of the um like an intro dialogue from both of the editors hmm. okay and so Justine and Holly will have like an intro dialogue at the beginning and it is just it's just everything 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 it's everything <laughs> it is it's everything I love a good anthology you know I do we, um, we just recommend but- for uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and yours was an anthology. It was an anthology by Blair Daniels. Um, such a good anthology. I'm actually currently working through her Don't Scream anthology series. So they, she has Don't Scream like, it's like one through, I don't even fucking know. Like there's so many of them. I'm on like five. Um, <laughs> and I was working my way through 51 Sleepless, Sleepless Nights by Tobias Wade as well. But um, again, they're all short. Those are both short story series. So I can just like read one short story and then like move on to something else if I want to. So they're, they're easily interspersed. But um, my big book, I just, I just finished something else and I'm in the middle of another one and I can talk about those too, but uh, two can keep a secret is my current. I've heard McManus's name Huh? I've heard McManus's name before, but that, I've seen that book at the Karen McManus. She did One of Us is Lying. That's right. That's the one. Yeah, I haven't read that one yet either. So I figured I'd start with Two Can Keep a Secret and then um, I'll work on One of Us is Lying because for some reason, I don't know where that is. But that title just, oh, just makes me think automatically of Pretty Little Liars. I know. I was waiting <laughs> for you to say that. <laughs> Two can keep a secret if one of us is dead. So creepy. I love it. Anyway, um, 
I can get into some other stories in a second, but what are you reading? Um, right now I'm still working on misery and pretty, I'm like in the middle of it. And I, I did read a bunch of them on the plane last, two weeks ago. So it's very interesting. And I'm inter interested to see how the movie plays out in alignment with it. So it's just like, I'm very slowly eating this book. <laughs> nice. And then uh, I did want to talk about one of the best YA horror books that I have read to date, I would say. Wow. Uh, it's called Clown in a Cornfield by Adam Cesar. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, it, and it, okay. I, I was like, oh, this is kind of weird looking. Yeah, probably not that good yeah it's, it looks very Stephen King-esque and um this book is revolves around a bunch of high school teenagers um this the main character Quinn moves to a new town called Kettle Springs and um the mascot of the town is a clown called um uh -oh. and people I'm sorry called what Friendo, Friendo the clown. Nope. And <laughs> it's it's basically a, a book that gets into um, the dynamics between generations. So you see, okay. it, it's very modern. So all the all the teens are using like Snapchat and Instagram and all that stuff. But I think mm -hmm. it is one of the better better book teen books because the way that the kids talk to each other isn't cringy it's mm. natural sounding to me at least okay. when, I, when I was reading it you're just like not rolling my eyes like oh of course he said fml out loud like nobody talks like <laughs> that anymore <laughs> so it, it was just like really cool and all of the teens are really well developed in a way that it's like of course you would think that because you are 17 but also like the um love interests have their own fights and desires and all that stuff and they're not sent Quinn isn't she's the main character but she's not the main character mm -hmm. <laughs> there's this, this really good scene where she's you know the new girl in town and she goes to her first day of school and some people are looking at her and her in her monologue is like oh my god they're looking at me because I'm the new girl and they're literally like looking beyond her or something like that nobody gives a shit <laughs> It's not like one of the, the typical stories where, you know, it's, she's not the Bella Swan of the town. So I thought that nice. that was really fun, but it's a really good book and it's very creepy. That sounds good and creepy. So I would definitely recommend it. Cool. Love that. So um, if we're going for horror, specifically YA horror, um, I would recommend... Um, the book is called Undead by Kirstie McKay. Uh, and it does have a sequel that's called Unfed, uh, <laughs> which should tell you what this movie is about, or what this book is about. Sorry, I'm all right. What this book is about. So we are watching. Um, <laughs> we are watching uh, this book. <laughs> so, so the book is essentially about a, a girl who... Um, She's from the U.S., but is now living in the U.K. And her um, her class goes on a field trip or something like that 
to go skiing. And this is actually, I think, post-trip um, when they're driving home. And they stop at like a roadside um, restaurant of some kind. And she, I can't remember if he is stuck on the bus for a little bit. I think he's on the bus and uh, because she's essentially the outsider. So they, you know, they make fun of her because she's American and she's not cool um, because she's American. And so she stays on the bus instead of going in for lunch. And she finally like goes in or something. Either they're taking a long time or she caves and, and leaves. I don't remember exactly why she gets off the bus, but she goes in and everyone is dead. <laughs> Like everyone's like unconscious and suddenly they all start to wake up, but they are zombies. And so there are a couple of people. So her, the like bitchy popular girl, some guy she's really into, a nerdy dude, um, are all like not zombies for and like for whatever reason. And so they like essentially barricade themselves on the bus, like all their classmates are definitely trying to eat them it is a wild wild ride um I I can't say exactly what happens or why but like it is full of turns I really just loved how again they like pull some of the tropes but then they come out of the tropes but then they go back to the tropes because they're teenagers yeah um I just felt like it was such a well well-structured, well-orchestrated. I love that. So. Undead. Okay. Yeah, Undead. I remember reading, I, I'm sure you've seen that book too, The Merciless, that pink Yes. Book. I hated that book. Hated it. It was just, so, it was so poorly done. And I was like, you're literally just trying to do a shock factor gore fest right now. And it's not oh. working for me. It really Good. was so... Uh, like the aesthetic of the book was perfect because it's this Barbie pink book and it's got the upside down pentagram and gold filigree on it and you're like oh pretty love it but it's just so poorly done and it's awful so going into like YA horror I just keep expecting something similar to that where you're like this isn't how people act you're just trying to do like a shock factor right now and I hate it (laughs) oh yikes we don't love that no so it's a very aesthetic book, but it was not good. <laughs> uh, I did read a short horror novel recently called True Crime by Samantha Kolesnik. Kolesnik? What's it called? It's called True Crime. And it's, it's a pretty difficult read, especially if you have a history of sexual assault and familial abuse. Um, I would, it's not something that I would like openly recommend, but I thought it was just interesting because um, the main character, Susie and her brother um, managed to escape an abusive mother in a household. And they embark on a, uh, it says, they embark on a sordid cross country murder spree beginning with their mother. As the murder tally rises, Susie's mental state spirals into irredeemable madness. So it's a very quick read like if you just want to get something through and like that's kind of how that book goes but it was just kind of interesting wouldn't openly recommend it to people because it's very 
visceral with the sexual assault parts of it. Uh. So we don't love that. Uh. <laughs> so why? Why is it always in a novel? Why? Why you do this? I just I, I powered through it and I was like, maybe we'll get through, we'll find something new in it, but you know, it is what it is. But I really have been liking some short story horror novels. So that's kind of what I've been leaning towards. Yes, I totally support this. Because there was one that I read called um, Things Have Gotten Worse Since We Last Spoke. That was really interesting too. Where it was like- um, uh, I had heard of that. Tell me everything. These two queer women meet on a, an internet chat site and it gets very much into um, codependency and- um, but one of the characters eventually starts convincing the other one to harm themselves out of love kind of thing. So it, that's kind of the horror aspect of it. So, so it's like a... It's a body like horror a, book. Ooh, so it's like kind of a fully I do, but like mm-hmm. one another. And yeah. That, yeah. Um, what is that... Like that case with the girl who convinced her boyfriend to kill himself. Exactly, something like that. Thanks. So it's it, again, it's a very quick book. Like if you're just like, I only have an hour. Hmm. Real quick. Intriguing. What else are you reading? Tell me more. Okay, so I read this. <laughs> I've been like, I like pulled it from my bookshelf. It's called This Is Our Story. Ooh, I like the antlers. Um, yeah, it's called This Is Our Story. It's by Ashley Elston. So it's written by a woman, mm-hmm. I think. I think Ashley is a woman, a female-identifying individual. Okay. Uncertain now. Now I'm questioning my life. But um, it's from the perspective of four boys. Okay. So um, essentially, five boys went hunting. They're all like these these five very wealthy, very privileged boys. Mm-hmm. Um, go hunting and one one is shot and killed oh boy and uh uh-huh so it opened I know um and it's from the perspective like it's essentially from the perspective of the killer and the main character um so it like starts with the killer and every, every so often, like every chapter or so will start, maybe it's every other chapter, every chapter, every other chapter, chapter, it'll start with a page uh, from the killer's perspective. And you don't know who it is. You don't know who it is or what happened. Um, you just know that all the boys like essentially banded together and, and aren't telling what happened. Okay. Um, and there's a, one of the girls, is um so there's a girl who you know that is essentially from her perspective um her name is Kate she is working at the district attorney's office as an intern um and because her her mom also is like a paralegal or secretary for the DA um so she's working in the office and he essentially gets handed the case and she gets really involved um, but she doesn't say that she gets really involved because she was romantically involved with the boy who was murdered. Oh no! 
Mm-hmm. Dang. Um, oh, it was, it was so good. It was <laughs> so good. It was so good. Um, it was such a good, such a good story. Um, there's a whole bunch of, um, there's a whole bunch of like foreshadowing and insinuation um, from like the little excerpts at the beginning of each chapter that are from the killer's perspective. Um, then there's like text messages between Kate and her best friend Reagan. And then she like also narrates um, the transcripts. So like the DA is going blind. Mm-hmm. So Kate, Kate watches the interrogation tapes, essentially. Wow. Um, yeah. So she watches the interrogation tapes and like does body language commentary for the DA. Uh, so there's like full, yeah. So there's like full sections of um, then like going through the dialogue and Kate describing what's cool. Um, and then there's like text messages between Kate and Grant, the dead boy. Um, and then later Kate and like other people, so Reagan, um, one or two other, um, members of school, like eight. It was so good. That sounds fascinating. It was so good. Um, it was, it was so good just because it's like very thriller-y even like up to the very end. And you're like, how are you going to get out of it? Like, how are you going to figure out what happened? Like, how are you going to get out of this? Like, mm-hmm. oh my God, it was so good. It was so good. I love that. Was so that reminded, the synopsis at the beginning sounded a lot like the book, uh, The Only Good Indians by Stephen Graham Jones. Yes. Because I, I read that book and I really liked it because it's about a group of five Native American men who go hunting, kill a deer, and they all start dying one by one. So it gets very much like I was just like, what? (laughs) What did you say? And even like in Um, in the only good Indians, like there's some perspectives of the entity that is killing them too, and their inner monologue. So that that's very that was fascinating. That is fascinating. I love that. So moral of the story from these two books: don't hunt anymore, and if you do, be careful. Of what Seriously. you Seriously. Well, I would say, oh shoot, that was a reference I forgot to make when we were talking about Blair Witch. Was I was like the rich the Netflix movie The Rich Pool. Mm-hmm. I was getting real Blair Witch vibes from that movie. Really? <laughs> yeah, and it goes along the whole vein of like, what's in the woods? What's in the woods? Um, what's in the woods? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe and I were we we watched Dune last week, and have you seen it yet? Have you? No. You read, have you Have you read Dune? I've read the book. Yeah, because yeah. there's a scene where Paul puts his hand in the pain box, mm. and I mean I went over. We we're like, "What's in the box? <laughs> What's in the box?" <laughs> but speaking of Dune, um, there was a movie trailer that came on, and they were like, "Based on the best-selling novel." And I was like, I leaned over to Ivy and I was like, God fucking damn it. What book do I have to read now? (laughs) So, Because we were watching the trailer and I was like, this sounds interesting. Okay. Okay. I went home and I looked it up and I was like, 
Ariel and Vanessa were literally telling me to read this book months ago. And I told them, no, I'm not going to do that because it sounds like trash. <laughs> what book is it? It's called Redeeming Love. Oh, jeez. It <laughs> does sound like trash. <laughs> and But the, the trailer, I was like, this is fascinating. So it's about this girl who, um, her name is Angel. And she oh, is sold into childhood prostitution at a very young age. Oh. Uh, it's by, by the author Francine Rivers, and it is a Christian-based book. The, oh. the the reason why I initially was like, I'm not reading that, is because it focuses on, if you trust in the love of God, your life will turn out better. Oh, God. But Ariel and Vanessa were both like, it's a very good book. Like, it's really well-written. You can read, be, read between the lines, basically. But um, it basically goes through Angel's life through the gold, California gold rush of the 1850s, uh, how she can overcome overcome her trauma and find love again, blah, 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 blah. So I have that book and I'm going to be reading it. We'll see how it goes. This is my skeptical face. I see it. Because <laughs> I'm also skeptical. I was like, I'm not reading that book. That sounds bad. <laughs> yeah, it does. But the movie looked interesting, and I was like, well, okay. 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 We'll see. Well, sometimes you got to trust your friends. But yeah. not when they recommend the five-year engagement. These are the same girls who told us, you need to watch the five-year engagement. And I, Alexia and I were sitting there in pain for two hours. Like, when is when does it end? When does the pain end? <laughs> oh, why? And then it ends. <laughs> and then <laughs> And then it ends, and of course, Ariel's looking at us with, like, expecting glee, and we're like, we hated it! What the hell? It's so uncomfortable, because it's just, like, it's misery porn for a lot of it, you know? Yeah. And they're like, that's what marriage is. I'm like, is it? Because it seems like they had a communication issue, and that's not really what marriage is. Right, and it it gave me the same vibes as the the breakup. Man, I did not like that movie. Yes. I didn't like that movie either. I thought it was garbage. I don't think I could watch it now because it would hurt my feelings too much. <laughs> I mean, fair. Because uh, when I watched it, it was when it was in theaters and when we were in high school. So I had no basis for relationships. And I was like, this movie's garbage. <laughs> I mean, I still think it's pretty much garbage. I mean, not that I'm in a relationship. So, you know, there was that. But stop looking at me like that. No more <laughs> We're winking. Okay. All right. I had something in my eye. I have to rub it out. No, shut up. Okay. <laughs> Good thing we're not releasing this video. <laughs> I know. Jeez. We're fucking mess. It's oh late. We, we did get an extra hour of sleep last night, so that's nice. Yeah, but that also means that it feels like 11.45 for me instead of 10.45. So what... I always make jokes next on your reading list I, I said mine what is what is your next so I mean I gotta I mean you can keep a secret but also um I was I had been reading um things I'm seeing without you mm-hmm. and um it's about a girl who finds out that the guy that she'd been talking to online has kind of fallen for um committed suicide and she drops out of school and like goes back to her her parents are divorced and I guess her mom's like abroad 
um, you know, finding herself as one does. And so she like goes back to her father's house um, and is like helping him with his funeral business and working through like her trauma and stuff. But then she finds out that, spoiler, I mean, it, it happens pretty early on in the, in the novel, but she finds out that half of the time she was actually talking to his roommate um so she's yeah. in love with the roommate not him most of the time we don't know I'm not done with the book so I don't really know um I know I tell you I finished the book for you yeah <laughs> thanks thanks uh yeah so like obviously that was one that I couldn't really read once, once John died um and then I have another book um that I really am excited to start called 14 ways to die you know I will never forgive you for making me read my the 13th reason 13 reasons why yeah that book tore me apart I was like, <laughs> it was a good book I'm oh yeah I'm just I'm very disgusted by the shitty the ass show tv was, show was, was horrible but yeah the book tore me apart and I was like Alexi why would you do this <laughs> sorry it's so good though <sighs> so good um I read it during my depressive period in high school it's all good um like you're coming with me I was like okay yeah, sorry, I love you. It was your blue. It was my it was my blue period, yes. Absolutely. Um, so I'm excited to read 14 Ways to Die. Um a, the synopsis essentially says when Jess was seven, her mother was murdered by the Magpie Man. She was the first of his victims, but not the last. Ten years later, the killer is still at large, and Jess applies to appear on an internet reality show in which she'll be filmed once a week for a whole day. All her social media, every text, and all personal interaction will be seen by viewers. She knows this is her chance to remind the public of what she has lost and to finally find the vital clue that will lead to her mother's killer. When the show starts airing, Jess becomes, becomes public property and her life is an open book just waiting to be read. Then the anonymous text messages start and Jess begins to realize that the magpie man is watching her every move. Told in short and intense chapters, Jess' story is about risking everything to uncover a killer before he can strike again, strike again, even if she might be his next victim. Dun, dun, dun. Um, it just it sounded really good. That sounds really good. Yeah. And it's like a decent length. It's like just under 400 pages with pretty decently large print. Yeah, that's so. pretty big. And especially with like short chapters, you can like brace through that pretty quick. Right. So I'm excited to read it. You know, I'll I'll keep you updated. But yeah. um, there's that, and then I have notes on an execution that you gave me, so I need to finish that one too. Mm-hmm. And then I've been considering rereading A Great and Terrible Beauty. So you know, add it to the list. Just add it to the ever growing list. Oh, it's so bad, Abby. It's so bad. It it gets even worse when you have Kindle because you just keep adding books to the roster, and you're like, I will read. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'll read this eventually. All good. I'll get to it. Somehow, some way. Yeah, I'm like, I'm never going to get to it. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, that's what we're reading. Good choices. Look at us go. We are learned women. I'm honestly impressed you've made it as far through misery as you have. I, I, it's very fascinating. So I'm Annie will like, I really just want to watch it for, um, 
what's her face? What's her name? The actress, um, Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates. I want to watch it for her performance because I feel like she, just knowing Kathy Bates, I feel like she does knock this out of the park because Annie Wilkes is a fucking psychopath. She Kathy hasn't even Bates done that is- much right now, but she's, man, she is vibes. Kathy Bates is unnerving in that movie. I, I definitely want to see that once I finish the book. Like, poor James Conn. That's all I gotta say. It's horrifying. Terrible. And it's a Rob Reiner movie, which, you know, it's gonna get dark. It's gonna get real dark. Man, what a time. I just put my, hand on my beanie. <laughs> I watched it happen. <laughs> We're sleepy. <laughs> you look like one of those uh, Swedish milkmaid girls. <laughs> the little like, one braided loop. <laughs> the braided loop, I'm telling you. Look, here, I'll put it over the beanie so that, yeah, there you go. Well, no, I was thinking you could be Kirsten from American Girl, you know, where she had like the two braided loops. Old two braids. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. Just saying. Yeah, if you have uh, book recommendations, please send them our way. You can find us on our social media. Social media. Social. I'll put all that information in the description box. I feel like I've already run through that, so I need to <laughs> just yeah, put it. You'll find it there. You'll find us. We are we are watching almost everywhere. Yeah, you'll find us. It'll be fine. And then you can also, <laughs> I'll put a our usernames for Goodreads in the description box as well. So you can keep up with us and follow along as we read everything. Oh, ha. Well, happy reading, happy watching, and we'll see you next time. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.